My wife and I, we had a lot of fun, man, for a long time. But she had this girlfriend that fucked it up. <laughs> With the big titties, you know the type of girlfriend I'm talking about. That I tried to ignore for six months. When she'd come in the house, like, hello there, how you doing? I don't really notice your tits. Oh. I'd like to be the mayor of Tit Town if I could, okay? I'd like to drive a big truck full of tits down the Tit Turnpike right into the middle of Tit Town. Don't you wish the guy walking in front of us would squeeze our tits for like one second? Not an ass man. I'm a tit man. I like big ass boobs. Now and forever. Not like a black eye, Vita. Give me back the tits! Give me back the tits! Hey, welcome to Last Night on Earth. My name is Lex Durgan. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Like Brett Kavanaugh, Matt used to arrange drunken gang rape parties back in high school. I'm sorry, I met Legend of Zelda dudes only gamer parties in the basement with trays of microwave pizza rolls. Avenatti isn't currently taking cases from that event. You know, I got to tell you, I've, I've now done some serious research on this uh, Julie I don't know, Switnik, Swetnik, Swetnik, the Avenatti uh, woman who stepped forward today. Oh, the new the new gang rape. What they want the gang rape stories? I'm sorry, I haven't been following it. Yeah, so so, so she has <coughs> tales of like. Here's the weirdest part of the story. I don't doubt that these like prep school kids. I guess it could be public school two kids, but had like drunken parties where they're spiking girls' drinks, and then girls were getting having sex while they were in, way intoxicated. Sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds like sort of Americana to me. A little, <laughs> like I'm picturing in my head like I don't know, like 1982, but it still probably goes on. But I'm picturing like. High school parties and spiking, someone spiking the punch or spiking drinks and girls being intoxicated and like two football players like having sex with her. Not raping in the physical sense, but her being way too intoxicated. I can picture that easily happening. But here's the real issue. One is she said she didn't see him do it. He was just at the party. She claims that he was spiking the drinks, which is also possible. But the weirdest part of the story of this woman is that she said she went to these parties multiple times. <laughs> Like she said, she went to many of these parties and saw him there more than once. Like, how often do you keep going back to the gang rape, bar, like the gang rape parties? Like, like I think if as a as a teenage girl, the first gang rape story, I'm out. I'm not going back. I don't know how desperate they were in Gaithersburg, Maryland, in the early days for parties. But, but like, uh, they were having gang like gang bangs. She called them gang rape. This is the accuser. She called them gang rape parties. That she was gang raped. What she technically means is that the dudes were like she had a threesome voluntarily. No, that she the dudes were spiking the pu- spiking the punch, giving the girls hard liquor. They were getting wasted. They were semi conscious, and then like they were being taken to bedrooms where like multiple guys were having sex with them. Uh, I mean, I I believe all of that. I do. I believe all that as well. I just don't. I've seen it every in like twenty five movies. It just, it doesn't seem like anyone was being taken advantage of though well it's not let's say you wouldn't necessarily want like your babysitter to be involved in that kind of stuff or someone you're working with or something like that but but again i i kind of question like if she said this went on for like two years these parties went on for like two years like how often do you go back to the oh yeah that's the party where the guys get the girls drunk and rape them all right let's go like (laughs) let me get my jacket i'm least i mean you see that and i mean i'm not i'm not really defending uh, Kavanaugh um, but you see that pattern a lot where 
like say it's Reese Witherspoon or uh, uh, sorry, uh, what's Amy Schumer. Well, Asia Argento. Yes. Uh, who's the other uh, actress I was thinking? Uh, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Like if if you were actually raped by a dude, would you would you be cool with like posing in candid photos with them? No, I don't I mean, think I would. I mean, I, high school's a weird. I don't sc- know what it's like to be a woman. Though. I don't know what it's like to be a woman or to be a high school girl where there's like tons of teen social peer pressure and you'd probably do shit you're not really proud of and probably like date guys or have sex with guys maybe you don't want to because you want to be popular. Certainly guys had a lot of sex with girls they weren't very attracted to or didn't like that much. It's kind of a, it's kind of a sexual experiment. It's a sexual experimentation hunting ground, basically, for both sexes, I think. A lot of weird shit goes on. But again, I mean, I, and I, I find Kavanaugh to be really creepy. I think it's quite... Po- I, I'm saying 99% he's largely innocent of anything uh, truly offensive. But 1% chance there's like 15 dead hookers buried in his, <laughs> in his parents' backyard from when he strangled them to death. There's like a 1% chance he's a serial killer, rapist serial killer, and like a 98% chance he was just a drunk, obnoxious Catholic school kid. Well, any, any Brett Kavanaugh, like if you get that high up to where you're nominated... You're a fucking huge creep. Yes, yeah. if you're, you're, well, you're a shill for the Republican Party. Whatever it is, I mean, he's like he seems he's too clean, right? He's too <coughs> he's like it's almost like minister clean. It's just like it's weird how he. I, I finally seen him answer questions and do stuff, and he just he's like too clean. Yeah, I feel like some of the justices probably laugh about shit or do other shit. Um, he just seems really oddly clean, and then so then to have stories about like his roommate saying like no he got wasted drunk all the time and like. <laughs> fucking flash his dick out the window or whatever. I totally see that happening because I knew kids like that who were like really repressed, like Catholic or especially. Mm. And when they got on their own at college or or big parties and they got some drinks in them, they got overly wild, right? Right. You know those guys, right? They got like overly weirdly sexual and overly sh- shared too many secrets and fucking danced horribly <laughs> and just screamed and yelled party a lot and stuff like that for some like they just been let out of cages. It was kind of, it was kind of like the kids, especially in college, the kids who party a lot in high school were very mellow in college. And the kids who were like locked up in high school went to like those prep schools or didn't have a lot of fun, just went fucking bananas in college. Could you <laughs> imagine like when Watergate went down? That was before I was born, but could you imagine having like being the guy that has the uh, alternative opinion of like, uh, no, I think uh, there, I, I see no problem here. In Watergate, you mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, Watergate, the crime, the, the break-in itself was, was guys were arrested. There was a criminal report. It actually, hap- it actually happened. I'm not sure this stuff happened or how much was just drunken high school antics. So I, I, I really, just based on precedent for all men, I really don't want to see a guy taken down on this flimsy of accusations. I mean, so the new story today is that this uh, Christine Blasey. Blasey Are you talking about Nixon or Kavanaugh? I'm talking about Kavanaugh now. I don't past Nixon. But this Christine Blase Ford now says she has corroborated her story based on the fact that she told her story to, to four friends of hers. And the four friends said yes, under, under sworn testimony. She told me the story of being assaulted by Kavanaugh in high school. I'm like, well, that's not corroboration, actually. That's just corroboration that she told you that it happened. You weren't... You, corroboration means there's an indep- you have independent evidence, you witnessed it, or you know that it happened. You're just saying that she told you that it happened... That's not corroboration. I just uh, he may very well have done all this shit, and it's not actually a lot, by the way. Uh, considering if he was really rapey, there'd probably be like twenty women like Cosby coming forward. 
But I just hate to see a guy taken down for whatever reason on this flimsy. Of it does seem assault. pretty dubious. Yeah. I mean, sure. this isn't Weinstein. This isn't something else. There aren't like real cases of, of stuff like he's not even admitting to the sex. And the whole virgin thing was very weird to me. Like, <laughs> like I was a virgin. Like, well, yeah, I mean, so virgins kill a lot, of, kill a lot of people. <laughs> virgins do a lot of creepy, sh- do the creepier shit. Like, have you seen the Catholic priest? It's <laughs> really before? hard for me to have sympathy for the guy because I think he's a total piece of no, shit. No, I don't have sympathy for him at all. I think I don't. I think he's creepy. But again, I, as a precedent, I would hate to see like any time a man is up for a job that some a woman from 35 years ago can claim he did shit at high school party and then right. he just loses his job. Well, yeah, I was job. looking at the at the headlines and it was like he had he drank in high school. Yes. I'm like, yes. What? Yes. How is that relevant to any job? Yeah. And by the way, the people that are judging him, like, who are they? Like, would you like to dig into their past, dig into their past a little bit? Jesus. Uh, All right. This week's Last Man Earth podcast is sponsored by Dame Judi Dench's firm support for Kevin Spacey, even in the face of countless sexual assault allegations. Old ladies in their fervent defense of unsubstantiated truths. Without you, there would be no Star Magazine or birther conspiracies. Uh, she came out uh, this week and said that uh, Kevin Spacey was a solid guy. She loves him as a friend, and she's not sure about all the stuff he might have been mixed. <laughs> so she didn't. Kevin Spacey and Dame Judy Dench. By the way, if you call yourself Dame or Sir, you can go fuck yourself. Well, I don't think she gave herself the title. I think the Queen gave it to her. Well, she definitely calls herself that. Does she? I don't think she does. does it? All right. Well, then the, the papers, the, the British papers, call her that because it's like they're big into their titles and shit. All right, not her fault. Yes, um, she's just an old lady who's an actress in fucking James Bond movies, and I think she used to do nudes. The the people that you can trust that you know for a fact. Like they're not a serial killer, they're not a you know petter ass. So you would de- you would those are the people them. you grew up with. Yes, but how do you really know? Like if you're like Brett Kavanaugh's lifelong friend, and you're like backing him, and then you're going to find out there's more and more stories, and maybe there is a lot of evidence he raped women back and sexually assaulted women. At some point, you got to start hedging, right? You got to start like because you've known the guy for thirty years, let's say. Well, no, but Kavanaugh's the type of guy that has no friends. He has no real friends. He claims he has a lot of friends. I, I'm sure he, he thinks that the people are his friends, but it's like the wife. Kavanaugh never fucking he he never went hunting with a guy, and uh, no, and then the, no, you know, you're right. He's never done like the real guy bonding stuff. Yeah. So he just did like, sort of the fake school bonding stuff. But I always wonder, like, so the wives, like, in the case of, like, the Penn State coach, uh, whatever his name was, uh, Sandusky, the wives always know when the, when the husband's a creep. So when he gets, like, arrested for, for molesting kids, they're like, I, I had no idea what was going on, but they, they totally knew something was going on. Well, they know some, th- their entire life is bullshit. I mean, Kavanaugh and his wife, I guarantee you, only have missionary-style sex. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> fourth, fourth accuser. They only have missionary-style sex. Well, uh, no, I mean, but, but like, uh, I think guys can you like imagine that guy fucking just no, his face? I don't want to think about that kind of shit. I have to think about Trump fucking Stormy Daniels and that, think about that. Jesus, that porn, that hashed up porn star and uh, and, and Donald Trump, the fucking mushroom thing and all that stuff. I, I, mean, I almost like, don't believe it happened. I believe it happened. It probably took two minutes and, and uh, I'm assuming he wore I assume he wore protection. Uh, Was he on um, pharmaceutical drugs? Maybe. But I assume I mean, I assume that he is clever at least clever and street smart enough to wear condoms with all these escorts he was with because well, they always say he doesn't want to produce a ch- he doesn't want to produce a child because they, they say like well porn stars actually 
uh, get tested all the time, so they're very safe. And it's <laughs> like, well, I don't believe your average woman is uh, getting uh, pounded in the ass by uh, BBCs on a regular basis. Like, no, and also it, that, it's all sort of relative, isn't it? That dude it? who gave like AIDS to like HIV to like three or four a- porn actresses. Remember that he had his finger. Uh, he, he showed his health certificate to the producer, but he had his finger over the AIDS test result. Right. And they're like, okay, it looks good to us. It turned out it said positive. It said positive. Can we discuss how fucking unattractive Stormy Daniels is? She, uh, I, I, well, I don't think I would have sex with her if I was 16 and she just. Yeah, but if it. you're Trump and you're 62 or how old he was, I can see that. What you watch. I mean, people get like, I think what these guys do, these rich guys, whether it be Kanye or Trump or anyone else, they see these women in porns and they become obsessed. Like, I have to have sex with her. It's like a primal thing. Like, but there are hot chicks that do porn. Really? Not that many. They, uh, have you seen Jenna Jameson recently? By the way, uh, they don't. They certainly don't age well. Let's put it that way. Well, they, it's weird because uh, like the the chicks that become porn stars are not hot. But there's no. a lot of there's a lot of really hot. Well, there's m- there's women who are hot that they pay to do some kind of porn once in a while, and they get paid like a small fortune to do it. But the the re- I think the girls, I think you're you're fantasize a little bit how good they look in per- how they might look in person so even actresses that are kind of attractive when you meet them in person they're kind of very plain right. but I think when you meet a porn star in person you're going to find out they're all, f- they're all five feet tall with huge fake tits and very weathered faces <laughs> not to mention other body parts do not forget to become a patron of the show at patreon.com last my earth thanks to all new patrons you make the show you make the show all worthwhile get in the show now before it disappears if you wish to contact the show, hit us on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or Facebook, also Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, uh, you're a big Pete Davidson fan, I can tell. Do you know who Pete Davidson was before SNL? Yeah, I, I watched SNL uh, before SNL. His, sta- his stand-up stuff? No. He was only like 19 or 20 years old. He was a young guy. Um but I think he was mostly known for the fact that he would say sh- say offensive shit like in his stand-up. Hmm. Um, like very bra- very brazenly sexual and other stuff. It was very honest, I think, about himself. But it was like, you know, pretty R- heavily R-rated stuff. I think he made a name for himself, if I'm not mistaken, because um, unfortunately his father was killed in the 9-11 yes, attacks. Yes, correct. Yes. Um, and he was from Staten Island. And that's a weird thing to sort of known for yeah as a com- as a comic for sure i mean new york i mean i assume that must be fairly common obviously to meet people who were whose parents were killed in 9-11 considering th- almost three thousand people were killed well it can't be that common but I'm not sure for co- not for an entertain not for an entertainment a lot more people were claimed by diabetes not, well, yes <laughs> in new york it, it could be a number of things but yeah that's that's uh, probably true but he got an snl and now he's uh, uh, dating ariana grande who i believe is like two feet tall he might be two feet tall um, and he's a pretty tall guy. Yeah, he's not a he's not a short dude. He's a weird looking fuck. He, he bleached his hair white for some reason, which makes him look even weirder than he was before. He looks like uh, he looks like a vampire, like one of the background players in a vampire movie. He like, looks like he could be anywhere between seventeen and seventy years. Yes, old, which is like it's a weird. I think he was going for like that Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, what was that movie? The vampire movie was. Uh, Lost Boys, Lost Boys kind of look, right? But Kiefer Sutherland has sort of a sort of a structured, chiseled face in a way. So he has that sort of Euro model thing going. Where Pete Davidson just looks like the sad guy from high school. <laughs> so now he just looks like Judd 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 was like Judd Nelson from like Breakfast Club, but with blonde hair. Yeah, you gotta wonder if um, 
because you know no one really likes to think about this when they're in a relationship but i'm sure ariana grande has had sex with like 200 men really wow why do you say that i would assume it's very few well let's just say it's 10 i'm just saying his number is definitely lower oh in terms of what a catchy he he has potentially had sex with two women oh well since he's been on snl he's probably done a little better but yeah but he's not like he's a very under let's say he's a very underconfident fellow and uh they keep they keep saying his he has butthole eyes which he's (laughs) very offended by but he's, he's clearly made himself look like this weird... He's always in a hoodie, and he's got the white hair, and he's got the very silly, pale, sallow-looking face. He looks like a like a, like a, a heroin addict. I don't know if he is or yeah, not. Yeah, he does look like a heroin addict. Yeah, he's, got like a, he's like a heroin chic model who's not an attractive. Like, I was going <laughs> to say emo, but yes. that, that's just code for heroin. Yes. He looks like a, like a heroin chic model who isn't attractive. <laughs> so it's just... It's a very odd combination. And now he started tattooing ariana grande's name and, and different like things she lo- she loves pigs or whatever so he put a pig on his body has she reciprocated this tattooing uh a little bit a little bit apparently so he went on howard stern which uh, wasn't good for tr- trump when he went on howard stern to do his tell-all sex stories so that comes back to bite you uh but people still apparently still well, he got elected it, i yes. don't think it was that big of a deal well now they bring up his little clips to show how rapey he was but uh, 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 apparently, like Howard Stern, I don't know, still like 20 years later, 30, he still gets people, fairly famous people to come on and talk about their intimate sexual details of their lives. Um, and he seems too into it. Yes. To where I don't trust Howard Stern. Uh, I think people, it's not that they trust him. It's just that they know that his audience is completely receptive to it. But when you watch Stern do the interview, yes, he seems like like he's getting off on yes, it. Yes, he's, he's creepy like, about it. So is there a... But was I think it, what was I think, there oral. Like, I think what, what he gets no I, one says that. I think what he gets off on is the fact that like people who are fairly a list celebrities are sharing like their fucking vagina and dick stories with him, and I think it's like the, that that whole not a power thing, but sort of like I have this power that nobody else has, where like Donald Trump will come on my show and talk about banging hookers in the ass, or Pete Davidson who's all in the news now will talk Did about Donald Trump. No, nah, I don't think, he, but no. he talked about sleeping with various women and how popular he was, and I, I'm sure he lied about half of it. But he talked about like having. He always said it was before he married <laughs> married Melania. Uh, so Pete Davidson went on and talked about Ariana Grande as if he was like. And I guess this isn't far from the truth. Like the kid in high school who never got laid. Uh, not exactly Brett Kavanaugh. He's like a fanboy, basically. Yeah, like a fanboy. And he even talked about how he started master. He w- he said he used to masturbate to Ariana Grande's photos on Instagram, which I assume a lot of people do, by the way, which is why Instagram <laughs> Instagram exists. Why? Uh, but isn't that cre- Isn't that kind of? And then he says, like, when he has sex with her, he says sorry to her afterwards, because he feels so lucky to be having sex with her. And it's so amazing that he feels like he's not worthy. Which just so he's like, I hate using the word cuck. Yes, because it's been co-opted by the alt right. But right. this this would be a proper use of that use term. of that word, right? Uh, yeah. He apologizes to her after they have sex. It's well, guess what? She's not enjoying it. That no, much. no, she's not. Even that shit feeling carries over in my relationship where I go, she's too good for me. Yeah. I, I constantly I tell her that, that every day. Yeah. When, before we uh, started dating, I literally like went through a list. I scrolled through a list of really hot guys on the Internet. And I was like, <laughs> what about you? Sure. I was like, here's all of one direction. I was like, you sure? <laughs> Any this, one of these. This guys. Guy. I was like, all right. OK, cool. If, if, if what's going through your mind is I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry while you're fucking yeah i just isn't, that's not good isn't telling so i remember the first time this was kanye west would told kim kardashian told everyone that he 
used to watch the Ray J tape, sex tape with Kim Kardashian. And like while he was with Amber, his previous girlfriend, Amber Rose, he used to watch the Kim Kardashian sex tape while he was having sex with Amber Rose. And that that's that was like a sign of affection for how much he always liked Kim Kardashian. Like that's I, beyond creepy. That's so fucking. Isn't that so fucking creepy? I don't know. Like I'm not a woman. And times have changed a lot, but wouldn't it be weird to find out like a guy that you just like kind of met and fell had a little romance with early on, used to masturbate to your photos or your, your videos all the time? Well, like, I, was, I was on Reddit t- uh, a couple of days ago, and I, I I would assume they're teenage girls or younger women, but they they were debating if it was um, you know a violation if a guy masturbated to your like Facebook or Instagram photos. A, a, a guy you knew or just a stranger you mean a guy you knew yes i think it totally is it's creepy so i mean obviously if but you're you'd never know i mean i well like, you would if you started dating the guy and he said uh, by the way for a couple of years i used to masturbate to your photos well that's <laughs> why you don't say that no, of course you don't say that because it's it's creepy it's it has a stalker there's no way to get around the stalker aspect of that but who are these guys i, I mean i guess everyone has different tastes if i wanted to masturbate i would queue up a uh you know, a, a porno, like a hardcore porn. Well, no, but he, but he was infatuated with this, with this woman, which is the idea. Or just like Kanye was infatuated with Kim Kardashian. Well, then you just think about the. I, I don't. I mean, but that's cre- isn't that creepy know. for a woman to hear that? Like, I used to jack yeah, off. Yeah, super creepy. I used to jack off because you're at least supposed to pretend you like her for other reasons. Right. Not that, like, by the way, I've been thinking about fucking you for two years, and now let's date because. I've desperately wanted to fuck you for two years. Well, there's just things you don't say. Yes, let's let's go get some Arby's because, like, you know, I want to woo you now that you know that I tried to. I, I've been thinking about your vagina for two years. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's gross. And, I mean, and just as a dude, like, how is that going to help? Like, why? You know, now she's she's going to think you're weird. If you went, if you met a girl that you went to high school or I guess college with, like a few years later, and then you hit it, you came back, whatever, you hit it off at some coffee shop, met her, and started dating. Would you tell her like? You know, I used to look at your yearbook photo and, and beat off. <laughs> like, just no. I've always thought you were so pretty. I used to beat off to your yearbook. I've learned photo. that being honest is a horrible. No, idea. Well, there's no way you want to be honest. You don't want to be honest. I think that's a Pete Davidson thing, which is like he's being so honest, he just looks worse and worse. And I assume at some point, like say in the next month, they're supposed to engage. She's gonna dump him, right? Because <laughs> you can't. Even if she did like something about him, you can't possibly like a guy like that. Sad. That sad sack. It's just impossible. And she's going to dump him. He's going to be left with all these fucking tattoos, the fucking hoodies and the, and the fucking white hair and the butthole eyes. And I just assume he's going to be dead by 27. I, I <laughs> just where does this go? This doesn't lead. This doesn't lead to good things. First of all, as a guy, you know, you should never really be into a woman that much. It's just a bad. Nothing good happens from that. Well, you should never kiss anyone's ass No, but you should never be obsessed with the girl you're dating or fucking. It just it's uh, never leads to good things. Not well, if, even if you. I mean, I agree with you, but even if you are, yes, you don't say it no. on Howard Stern. No, I think I think his shtick now is like I'm going to make myself look as like lame a guy as possible, and somehow that's going to play into whatever. I don't I don't really. It get never it. works out. No, it never ever works out. And next thing you know, she's sleeping with your friend. <laughs> You're like actually doing real. I would like to find out if he's really doing heroin or not because he looks so much like he's strung out. Um, he looks like if I was a drug dealer and I saw him walking by, I would say, dude, I got your stuff right here. <laughs> like I would just well, wasn't there a thing that that uh, he had like Crohn's disease or something. Oh, really? And that Is that why he has like, the backset eyes and shit like that. Yeah. But then apparently 
It came out like that's not a symptom of Crohn's disease. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> like that. I'm, it's, I'm very confused. By the way, I think he's pretty talented. I kind of like some of his stand up. I think he's kind of funny, but he needs to like he needs like a mentor. He needs. I feel like this is the kind of guy who needs a mentor, an older mentor, a male mentor of some kind. To I think so too. Get yeah. the shit out of the way. <laughs> Uh, speaking of comics who are a little bit older, uh, Matt, Bill Cosby, fi- I, I've got to say, I, I like to admit when I'm wrong, I thought he would never spend a day in prison, at least before he died. Right. I thought if he was found guilty ever, he would die before he I was in I don't understand prison. why he didn't just go join Polanski. Uh, you mean run away? Yes, he could have done that. Yeah, he could have just got on a jet and fucking... He could have. What's he going to do? He's so old now. And I don't, well, it, he's playing up the oldness. He is old. He is 81. He's been old since like the late 70s. But oh, 81 is pretty old for a black guy in America. For a black guy in America. But he was always old. He's like an yes. old. Well, like he played the dad ass. when he was what? He was, it was 35 years ago. He was playing the, old, the dad with like a 25-year-old daughter. So well, he, was even, playing yeah. fif- he was playing 50s like 30 years ago. And when he did stand-up, he, he would be like. In the chair. The old guy. Yes. Like, how come you can't. He was Why an old do you soul. need to sit down? He was an old soul. He was an old soul. I, I, was that code for rapist? I, I you got to counter that with like the comic. I've never met a guy like that in yeah. my life. No, <laughs> I don't know. And this, the only guy that did that is a rapist. Is a rapist. Although I was reading a lot today, that a lot of uh, black people were very upset uh, that they feel like it was, uh, uh, you know, that he was, he was put in prison because he's black and there was racism involved, which I don't see at all in this case. First of all, he was allowed to rape for fifty years, <laughs> so. He he had yeah, a 50 if anything he got off easy. He got off easy. I don't think he got off because he was black, but I think the whole black discrimination thing doesn't apply to super rich celebrities. I'm pretty sure like Will Smith and Jay Z and all the everyone else gets a lot of privilege. I'm not sure they're actually uh, routinely thrown in prison for, for 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 crimes they didn't commit. They may they may get pulled over in their cars. Well, I, I yeah, but they're not they're not like they they also don't commit crimes. Well, uh, Crosby did. I mean, I think... No, I'm, I'm saying Will Smith and... Oh, no, no. But I'm saying if they did, it's not like they would be like, black guy, Will Smith, black guy, get him in jail. Like, he's belo- these guys are beloved by America, white and black, and they're very rich, and they have a powerful people around them. Think of all the people over the last 50 years that knew exactly what Cosby was doing, including, I'm sure, studio executives and TV people. And his wife. And his, wi- and his wife. And the guy buying him the drugs. And the people at the hotel who were asking the girls to come back to his place and cl- apparently clean it up afterwards. A lot of people knew what was going on. And, you know, he was black. Whether he's black or white, they covered up for him because he was a powerful, rich guy. So I don't see any racism in this. Um, and it's well, no, I, I would hope if a, bl- if, a, if a white man, let's just say Jack Nicholson, yes. was serially... Well, Harvey Weinstein, Harvey Weinstein is a good example. And by the way, the, the point, uh, the, the point mean, to make he, is Harvey Weinstein's not in prison, but he hasn't, his rape trials haven't started actually yet. I think he will be going to prison. I don't know how much he was raping. Though. Well, it's, and it's less, it's not, it's similar to Cosby. Here's, a, here's my, here's the thing that bothered me about Cosby being uh, t- taken away and put in prison and all the stories about it's a big victory for the Me Too and all the stuff like that. It is sort of like the Weinstein case in that he, I, he did sex, he did drug these women and, and do weird shit with their earlobes <laughs> and their toes and and uh, cra- various cracks and crevices around their body. Uh, very odd, very odd dude with a clear fetish for drugging women and having them life li- lifeless on his bed while he ejaculated. You know what? You know anything about Spanish fly? No, tell me about it. Well, there's this girl, Crazy Mary. You put some in her drink, man. She... 
Yeah, Spanish, oh yeah, that's really groovy, man. Spanish flag is groovy, yeah, boy. From then on, man, anytime you see a girl, what's your ass on the Spanish flag? Well, that, that's, that's wrong. That's wrong. We can ab- all really absolutely wrong. Absolutely not, wrong. Not to, like, I, I, I want to go on record. That is fucking disgusting. It is. But do we need another word? Because when I hear rape, I think pinning a woman down. And yeah. Do you think Brett Kavanaugh high school party? <laughs> high school party. <laughs> Where I thought, well, it was sex. It's clearly sexual assault when uh, cl- not only is you, are you having sex with a passed out woman, but you made her pass. You made, caused her to pass out. Now, a lot of these women, I think, knew they were drinking. But was he having... I, I thought he was just doing a lot of jizzing on feet. Yeah, they woke up a lot of cum in their ear and their toes and stuff. So or their clothes were all off and re- put back on again. And just weird. He was a weird, weird dude. Which, uh, to me, uh, he's got to be in jail. He's gotta be, he deserves everything he's oh, getting. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. But the footnote to this, or the uh, note to this, is the fact of that the, just like Harvey Weinstein... And even maybe different because some people have actually accused Harvey Weinstein of like coming to their place unannounced and trying to throw them, you know, throw them against the wall and have sex with them. These women all went to Cosby's place late at night in his hotel or his house on the promise of some sort of uh, uh, help, assistance and or gifts. So, again, that legally, that doesn't change anything that happened to him. But that has been left out of every single story. At this point, we just leave it out of every new, the news media leaves it out of every single story. So Janice Dickinson or these other women who went, again, doesn't lessen what he should be doing for, in terms of prison. But, that you know, these women went to his place looking for uh, at two in the morning to his hotel room, knowing probably that sex was going to be some kind of sexual provocation or come on was happening, if not actual sex. Yeah. And I, I think uh, it's worth I think it's worth mentioning as a footnote, at least a strong footnote to the Cosby story. Anytime you go up to a guy's hotel room. Yes. You, you know that sex is on the table. Yeah. To be alone with a guy in his hotel room, especially it seemed to be always like two in the morning when it was going on at his at the casino hotel or wherever. Um, and the really creepy thing is I don't think he drank. No, I don't think so either. So you're going up he to cigars, sober with a cigar in his mouth and his bathrobe on. He was in a bathrobe all the time. Yeah, like that's just <laughs> fucking bizarre. If you're a mo- let's say if you're a mo- certainly the models and actresses knew what was going on because Harvey, as Harvey Weinstein showed, this shit goes on all the time in Hollywood. The guy doesn't invite you to to his hotel room to do business deals unless he wants to have sex with you or he's going to ask you to watch him shower or masturbate in a plant. <laughs> Something's there's a tit for tat about to happen. Well, then everyone knows. That. I mean, that that doesn't. I mean, you could be street savvy, but you're also not at that point assuming, hey, would you like a, gla- a glass of wine? Sure. That you've crushed up in a in like a, a mocolete, a, a bunch of sleeping pills and, you know, mi- like stirred them up. Yeah. Into it was your drink. In his special coffee. He made the special coffees with the Quaaludes and shit like that. No, I agree. You don't necessarily think you're going to be date raped or raped at all. I think you think he's going to try and stick his penis inside of you a- in exchange for whatever he's offering you in his hotel room. Um, and I, I, mean, I don't know. I've excused myself for this idea. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in jail for 10 years or however long it's going to last, which I think will be about 90 days before they let him out <laughs> quite quietly. But it deserves to be part of the story because it is what leads these women into these horrible situations, which is you should never go up to a man's hotel room at two o'clock in the morning, asking to go ask him for a favor. <laughs> go ask him for a favor, uh, because you know that you know what's about to ensue is going to be very uncomfortable. 
Yeah, and especially not a guy that already comes off as real creepy. Real creepy, and you've probably even heard stories about him before from other women in the industry. So I just want to put that on the Wikipedia footnote somewhere. I'm not allowed on Wikipedia anymore. They've cut, they've cut me, Wikipedia has cut me off. You know, by the way, I'm a, so I'm a Wikipedia author. I took some time to become a Wikipedia author so I could fuck up Wikipedia pages <laughs> because it's really fun. Nice. But what they've done is anybody in the news, they block their Wikipedia page from editing. So like anybody, like if it's Stormy Daniels or someone else, Brett Kavanaugh at the time, uh, they just cut it off. So no one like me can ever write, even though I'm authorized to write on it. And the other thing I do is I, I didn't realize this. There's like guys who just track shit you're editing on Wikipedia. If they see you doing things that are like not up to Wikipedia snuff, they actually like put you on probation <laughs> and shit. So I was like, yeah. how, there's like 75 million articles on Wikipedia. How the hell do you know that I'm editing five of them in an un, unsavory manner? <laughs> So and like so I would go to like smaller ones, lesser known ones, to put in like little thing, <laughs> little things, and somehow people were still like going, "This is not appropriate on Wikipedia." How the fuck are you tracking me? It's, yeah, it's, you you were flagged. Yeah, I see Reddit's very similar, <laughs> similar in the same way. Uh, also, by the way, I would like to point out that uh, if you're going to go to if you're going to be in jail uh, for the end of your life for the final fin- the finale of your great life story, uh, Andrea Constant is not the woman. The woman. It's sort of like Bill Clinton with Lewinsky. I always felt the most disappointed I was in Clinton was the fact that Lewinsky was his signature la- signature lady. <laughs> like, it should have been like you know, like Kennedy had Marilyn Monroe, right? And Bill Clinton had Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> it was just always to me like that spoke to me more about Clinton in a bad way than anything else was that he went for the chubby <laughs> he went for the chubby intern and put a cigar inside of her. Well, how many hot people work at the White House? Uh, under Trump, a lot of hot women. Oh, so yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. I believe that's the qualification to get a job. There. What's her? Hope, Hope. Hope Hicks. She's. Uh, oh, my God. She's pretty fucking. Yes. Right. No. And not to mention the uh, the uh, hooker escort who's his first lady, who's the first lady. So there's there's a lot of good looking. If you notice, there's a lot of good looking blonde women suddenly <laughs> suddenly around the White House. Yeah. So um, the guy who owns the Warriors, uh, co-owner of the Warriors, Peter Gruber, used to run Columbia Studios. And apparently he just hired like 30 hot blonde women into jobs when he got the job there as studio chief. And when he lost his job, he was fired after like two years. They just went around. The person who, who went had a job to go around and fire all the hot blonde women <laughs> because they were all his, his basically on his, t- on his tip. Hmm. So basically all these like made up positions he had made up for all these hot blonde women he could hire. They just went around. Anyone was hot and blonde, they just fired. <laughs> just assuming they weren't really supposed to be there in the first place. Um, but Andrea Constant, for the record, is not a very attractive lady. She's a very butch, WNBA-esque. Uh, she looks a lot like uh, Malcolm Gladwell. She looks like Malcolm Gladwell if he was tall and could almost dunk. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just seeing her there. Like, you, you wonder like, what drives a man to like, risk it all for a woman, literally risk it all, his life and, 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 his, and his liberty. And then you look at her, you're like, I, that's oh, it's like with Clinton, it made no sense to me. Like, if you're gonna go bang, 1997, you know, Angelina Jolie, maybe, but like Lewinsky with a cigar or Andrea Constand, like the basketball, the basketball player, like in your house with, with suit with Sudafed, <laughs> I don't get it. So off to jail with you, Cosby. I like the by the way, I like the guy who's his assistant who has to stand up for him, the guy who walks him around now and also makes his public statements. <laughs> That's a shitty fucking. That's a shitty fucking job. Well, I mean, Cosby's pretending like he's an invalid. Yes, but he's actually. I mean, he is old, and I, it seems like he has glaucoma of some sort. You want to do that test where you like put something in front of him and see if he reacts to it, <laughs> like he can actually see? 
Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure he can, like, function normally. Well, he is a 81-year-old, sign uh, of heavyset black guy who smoked his entire life. I assume he's not in great health. I also assume the prison system will let him out very shortly because they don't want to pay to have an old dude. He's not going to rape anybody anymore. They don't want to pay to have an old guy who needs special special coverage at the prison and is mostly in the hospital most of the time hanging out at the prison. It's just a big expense. They don't need that shit. OJ, by the way, came out and said uh, he should have home uh, only home arrest because he'll be a target in prison of, of uh, revenge rapists. <laughs> so there's... there's if you want to think about Cosby being being ass raped, there's something to, there's something to think about. All right, Matt. I know you're a fan of uh, NFL football from the sort of gayer end of the perspective spectrum, meaning you love fantasy football. <laughs> uh, you probably like uh, pick teams by jersey by jersey color, uh, and you also like to claim that you make really good sports bets when mostly you lose. Parlay, when you parlay and lose. Uh, so let me ask you, uh, this week we had the first all-female uh, uh, announced uh, uh, football game. Did you listen to that? No, I watched the game. <laughs> yes, I watched so part I. of it, but I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, there was a picture, I think, of a vagina on the lower end of the screen that if you clicked, <laughs> it brought you to Andrea. You're familiar with Andrea Kramer and Hannah Storm? They're yes. two, <laughs> two female, sport, female sports rec- reporters at cover a lot it's i think it's tough being a female sports reporter because first they insist you do female sports like when it was a big fe- like a big female sporting event because you're female but then they also try and slip you into the male sporting events as if you're not a female <laughs> it's really and usually you're usually the assignment you get is to wear the big furry coat on the sidelines of the football games they always have very uh, like the fur the faux fur cur- uh, coats on the sideline and they report the injury which you could have just got a release on from the team yeah the sideline reporting is an unnecessary job, which I think was just invented to get a woman so on TV. But I, I don't mind the female announcers um, just because so many of the male announcers are annoying. They are horrible. I don't, I don't have a problem with female announcers in football. There are guys who just inherently won't listen to women when it comes to sports. This is the first time I've ever heard a female announce a football game or any professional football game when it comes to football or men's basketball or baseball and when I first heard her today I was like well maybe that's just a guy that just sounds feminine it was almost like my brain could not my brain literally could not connect the dots that that's actually a woman that they used um, as a sports announcer and I, I well I, I kind of get I mean I kind of get the whole idea of a woman announce you, you feel like you're in a it's like a, having a woman uh, working the men's locker room, right? There's just something inherently weird about it. Men, well, you've never played. You you pretty much can't play. The women, you mean. Right. I, I, mean, I meant a play-by-play announcer. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of, of play-by-play guys that haven't played either. I think most of them haven't no. played. No, well, they, they play sports in high school or whatever, but they're just there because they're good at play-by-play. But this is the first time ever they had... Uh, so Andrea Kramer and Hannah Storm did the game together on an Amazon Amazon audio feed that went along with the game on Fox. I didn't quite understand it, but apparently Fox offered three options if you didn't want to listen to uh, uh, Joe Buck and um, uh, who was it? Troy Aikman. Uh, yeah. And Troy Aikman, which a lot of people don't like them, so they're thinking, okay, maybe I'll listen to an alternate channel. So you had the British option. You could hear British people announce the game. Well, that's insane. <laughs> that just <laughs> that makes no sense. What, that makes, <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever. I mean, they're trying, the NFL's trying to get in England 
build their sporting. That's why they have the stupid game, this one stupid game there every year in London. Yeah. But I don't know why you would prefer to listen to a British, even if you're even if you're British, would you rather listen to an American announcer do American football? Yeah, I mean, it might be kind of unintentionally funny because yes. even like there's just not that many British people that that can sound competent at talking about. Football. But even when they even when they uh, have American broadcast for soccer, they still use British announcers. Because everyone just assumes British people know soccer better. Certainly for Premier League, you don't have American announcers. So, uh, Matt, the second option was Spanish for our Spanish-speaking brethren, uh, or hermanos and hermanas. Makes sense. Yeah, to listen to Spanish. And the third was an all-female, was the all-female feed, which I don't know who that, who that service is. Like, who picks, like, no, I know I'm a British. I don't speak Spanish. Oh, but two chicks. Yes, that's, that seems like I want to hear the, through the game through. I'm assuming the number was, I think you guessed the other day, four people maybe. <laughs> like Andrea Kramer's like family and Hannah Storm's family, perhaps. I can't imagine that many people going out of their way. I mean, it, it's already on TV and you have Joe Buck and Aikman. I mean, <clears throat> if you're Spanish, if you speak Spanish, I understand that. Yes. But otherwise, why would you even bother? Well, some people like listening to what I'll, I'll sometimes I'll turn off the games, the pl- like the TV playoff game. It used to be Tim McCarver in baseball and some other guys that really annoyed the hell out of me. So I turned the, e- like the game on ESPN radio because they actually have like people that are just preferable announcers i think for the game right i always think radio guys are better than tv guys anyhow uh, but yeah here you're clearly not getting more nfl knowledge so you'd only be listening for the novelty of, of of ladies and i don't think we've ever had a color the play-by-play is one thing but i don't think we've ever had a color analyst in sports professional sports that wasn't a former player and sometimes a co- like gruden or somebody will do it somebody who has intimate per- first-hand knowledge of the game of football uh, obviously hannah storms never played football before not at a competitive, not a competitive level. Right. So, what I mean, what what could possibly be the advantage of having female announcers? How could she know as much as Tony Romo about football? Yeah, certainly about uh, picking up uh, patterns and safety coverage and things like that. She's not going to know. I've always thought that they should do more, um, you know, experimenting with this kind of thing, though, because it. If you think about, it, like, I get why they used to have a play-by-play, obviously for radio, and then TV. Because it used to be hard to see what's going on. I mean, now... You don't need someone telling you there's a four-yard run? No, you can. <laughs> I'm watching it. Yes. So I can tell exactly what's happening. Um, I, I like the... Co- I like... I like. I mentioned you, like Chris Spielman, uh, other guys. Romo, I think, is good. Guys who have an in-depth knowledge and actually share things during the game that a non-football player wouldn't know about of the game. And I'm assuming that the ladies just can't possibly do that. It's like... I compare this to, like, uh, hiring, say, a stripper for a bachelor party. Uh, do you want to hire a woman who's done like 3,000 bachelor parties and knows exactly what she's doing? Or someone who read a book, <laughs> who read a lot of books and has studied, studied theoretically the art of, uh, of taking care of bachelors at a bachelor party? No, you want, the short answer is Matt, you want the skank who's, who's very, well re- very well rehearsed and knows how everything works. Yeah, I think it just does lend itself. I mean, obviously football is like one of the most <coughs> stupid masculine yes. sports. Yes, I love all that just hyper engineered and specialized at this point so you know the whole point is just for guys to smash into each other and yes so it does seem like the kind of thing that lends itself to a male voice i mean the, the percentage of people actually watching the game has got to be 75 percent male i would assume i would assume the the, the hyper interested crowd is probably 95 percent male right and the viewing audience is probably 75 percent male some women girlfriends have to watch and shit like that and they're always 
There's that occasional girl I, I assume you see on your on your uh, online dating sites that says she's a huge football fan. Uh, either I always assume that they're either lying or you definitely don't want to date them. <laughs> she's like a that seems like a tip off to a really bad girlfriend. Yeah, well, they think that being a huge fan is just going to the, see the game at a bar yes. and knowing like two players and wearing the jersey. You got to wear the jersey. Wearing the jersey. Yes. I don't. I don't want. I don't know. There always the guys like say the perfect girlfriend is someone who's like a huge sports fan and whatever else. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think you want a girlfriend who's a huge sports fan. That's like a guy's. That's guy's time, right? That's like the difference yeah. between a girlfriend and a friend. You don't want your. You don't want you to mix your girlfriend with your sports. I agree. I mean, if they're cool, they can. You know, they can chill and and watch the game. They can bring you beers. But they they. They'll usually talk at the wrong time <laughs> yes. because they just they don't really care. Yes. So they'll be you know quiet the whole game, and then it's like <coughs> you know the, the fourth quarter. They're s- they'll start getting <laughs> bored. Yes. Inevitably, just start <laughs> yammering. And worst of all, when someone uh, someone who's watching with you has to go to the bathroom, they'll ask if you should pause it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They just don't inherently understand the rules. I, I mean, so here's the thing. So this, I think, the reason this is an important story, I think, is because it brings up all these gender equality issues and women who have been kept out of certain types of jobs, especially in sports and other things that have been the, the domains of men. But at the same time, isn't this just sort of not creating equality by just force fitting this in and pretending it's the same thing. And then everyone like us just makes fun of it. <laughs> doesn't it? I mean, is there a way to work women into sports media coverage uh, that makes sense? I think, I was to say that like ESPN with their female, they have a lot of female hosts on their show, on their football and basketball shows. Yeah. I think I'm slowly getting used to it. Like, I think it's just a long play. I think after like 10 years, I'll get used to the fact that like women are like the leading show, uh, like talking to the NBA and talking to NFL and actually like starting to like do things where they're, they're pantomiming the plays and stuff like that with the guys. Yeah. But I'm still not ready. I'm not quite into it just yet. I noticed a lot of the NBA women are like the most respected women at what they do which is just like <laughs> like rachel nichols yeah they just know all the players and stuff yeah, yeah. i would assume they had to work a little bit harder to get those jobs but are you saying that you're saying the women actually get better infor- inside information uh i just think they're probably more dedicated okay than your average guy that yeah. gets into that you know I, I think they just have a, a higher hill to climb but um but you take them seriously when they're talking about in-depth like basketball stuff or football stuff? Well, usually it seems like the uh, the Rachel Nichols types are like talking about who is or isn't disgruntled and like the yes. kinds of relationships on the team. I, I don't really a, hear a, her. A different perspective. Yeah. I don't think there's a ton of like diagramming plays, although, you know, I'm sure that there's plenty of women that are capable of that. Um, but it's weird, too, if you look at... Uh, so you think, you know, football is a, is a male sport. So I guess it would kind of make sense to have male commentators. It's not just a male sport. It's a male-only sport. There is no female equivalent to it. So there's no, like, women don't play football at all. Right. But if you're watching a f- female tennis match, I would say most of the time you're going to have at least all males or maybe one guy and one woman. Right? Announcing? Yeah. No, they have. Uh, yeah, you don't watch women's tennis, clearly, Matt. No, I don't. They have for the Serena. It's all women. It's all women usually. Oh, really? I mean, they might have a male play, uh, male play-by-play guy, but the round table is always all. It's always Chris Everett and, and other former Martina. It's always former women athletes. 
Now that probably wasn't the way like five years ago, but nowadays it's all women. Um, but I mean, basketball. I mean, you could have like Diana Taurasi, right? Probably talking about basketball somewhat authoritatively. Uh, but I don't know that Rachel Nichols is the same is the same way in terms of the game sport itself. Uh, and then also there's that weird thing where they have to find semi-attractive looking women, but they can't be attractive women because then it's too o- it's too obvious. Like they have to be women who kind of look good from like a distance, but they can't be model looking. Obviously, they can't have models because then everyone goes, oh, obviously they just hired the hot chick. Right. So they hire the women that are sort of attractive, but not attractive enough. They, they're not hiring like ogres, right, to be on TV. Um, so it's a weird. Whereas they have guys who look all sorts of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, they used to just hire the straight models. Yes, I think. And then who was a girl? Who was a woman who got spied through the hole in the in the Aaron Andrews? Aaron Andrews. Yeah, she got thirty million dollars from the hotel chain for that. She's still around. Yeah, but now what, then she's like an advocate for every. If you're if you're a female sports person, you have to become an advocate for all women. You know, it's interesting too when you watch when you watch the NFL, and I don't watch it very much compared to most guys but um i never played football and i understand the basics of it obviously but i like romo does sometimes but they don't really go into a lot of the strategy like i don't understand what the defenses mean yes and stuff like that like when they say cover three cover five too deep all that stuff yeah i don't know what that means it's uh, that but i love so i'll watch the post game show for the local team. Like, I like to follow the 49ers. So I follow the 49ers. And they have, like, one of their ex-cornerbacks breaking down the game. And I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. Because right. he'll talk to another corner defensive back, like an interview. And he just does football talk. Like, serious football play talk, book talk. And I have no idea what they're talking about. Zoom 7. You should have run the Zoom 7 here. We were using the package 4. We were doing the right. And I have no idea. But I love hearing it. Because right. it's, it's, like it's just like guy talk. Well, I think with football, it's different. Like, I think guys that are really into basketball and baseball... In hockey, like they actually know yes. all this stuff. How many people do you think know what the triangle offense is in basketball that watch basketball? Uh, thirty percent. Yeah, and it's been around. It was Phil Jackson. It's been around for twenty years in every NBA title game almost. Yeah, I mean it's also like not complicated. No, but they would never. They don't explain it. Like right, they the never explain it. No. I, I think it's that thing of you know them being the expert and yes there's always that thing where people that know something don't want to tell <laughs> everyone else because it's really simple and it'll make them look <laughs> <laughs> they lose their mistake but in football even the way they um the way they shoot it with the cameras like you can't really see a lot of what's going on it's all isolation on tv it's yes. a guy running and then he catches the ball or he does well if you watch like the hbo shows or the you know the nfl uh, you know those in-depth shows they'll do the diagramming mm-hmm. it's got i find that really interesting they do the isolation they do the diagram in defense but yeah i mean i don't know how many people actually watch that that watch the nf that watch the nfl in general <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, we got an email from Ethan about Suge Knight. Do you remember? Do you remember Suge Knight from the early days, or you were like a latter day Suge Knight guy? Do you remember him from, from Death Row? Yeah, I was pretty aware of him at a young age. I mean, when you know Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, you know, the, I was probably in the junior high school, so right around the age for like super violent music. When you thought that was really cool, were you got people to rap in your junior high school? Uh, yeah, I'd never. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I I I was never like real into it because I always just thought it was weird that 
on death row like every rapper was like a hardcore serial killer yes like legitimately like their character yeah like it was just their character they actually were also killing people yeah <laughs> that was that was interesting but yeah suge knight i mean i remember him being around and then um you remember the story about vanilla ice i mean he was very he was notorious for me yeah from a young age he dangled vanilla ice off the balcony <laughs> yes, that was a great story. which is hilarious yes and then he got he got shot many times. Many, many times. And I assume he also, by the way, shot many people many times. Yeah. So it was you only heard the stories where he got shot. You never necessarily heard about all the people he was shooting he was shooting. Which I assume was equal to or more than he was being shot. Yeah, these weren't like random straight bullets. No. These were calculated uh attack I mean, he probably killed uh Biggie, right? Uh, I, uh, you have to watch the, all the Fox specials on that to <laughs> see what it is. I don't. I mean, he was never never arrested for that. Right. And the craziest part was too. He moved his. He had his offices in. in uh, I don't, you weren't in L.A. yet, but he was in Beverly Hills. He was right at like San Vicente and Wilshire, where his offices were. So he actually moved his offices like right into like Whitey <laughs> Whitey Town. Right. But it said Death Row. <laughs> it was like, and you just assume there were like guys with like automatic weapons driving by most every night it was like in a very uh very nice par- very nice uh part of los angeles and that's almost the exact intersection where uh yeah where biggie was killed it was close it was close So he clearly you know brought some of the the hood into the uh it was yeah i think he did that int- i think he did that intentionally as far as i know it was like it's just a pl- just to say like we're gonna we're making all the money we're gonna be in the white in whitey town right i bet you that really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way <laughs> I wonder if they looked at the real estate guy who did the deal. Like, <laughs> dude, come on, you know that. Like, we we're gonna have our first black business, black-owned business in Beverly Hills. It's actually right across the border from Beverly Hills. So it's technically Los Angeles. It's technically the three two three. But I'm sure they're like, we're gonna have our first black-owned business in the neighborhood. Well, what is it? Oh, it's Suge Knight's Death Row, <laughs> Death Row Records. <laughs> oh, sounds sounds good. Hopefully, he, I, I probably killed people in the office for all I know. But so he, uh, 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 Ethan wants to know. So Suge Knight took a 28-year deal, a 28-year plea deal this week. Uh, to that murder that was caught on camera where he basically rolled over a guy, ran into a guy with his car, then rolled over him backwards, I believe forward a couple more times. <laughs> he just, he kind of ground him into the, into the dirt with his, with his uh, giant truck. Um, so it was such a brutal way to murder someone. Yeah, it was. I mean, to, it, not just uh, maybe to hit somebody when you're angry like a road rage, but to actually just roll over back and forth till they're dead. Yeah, very calculated <laughs> yes. manner. Like you might do to a squirrel <laughs> if you're really feeling kind of mean. And, uh, and another guy got hit and almost was badly. They don't talk about him, but the second guy got hit and was almost uh, was badly injured. And then clearly it came out that Suge Knight had a beef with this guy. And it was after it was on the uh, um, uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, NWA movie that came out. Yeah. Uh, straight out. Straight out Compton. Compton. When the movie was around, they'd, he'd worked on the movie and they were shooting something for it. And he went and killed this guy, basically. And everyone said, OK, he's going to jail again. Uh, and when he was out on parole, by the way, he got shot, I think, a couple more times. But then they took away his parole and he took a 28 year plea deal. And uh, Ethan wants to know, like, I think you and I are thinking like, there's no way in hell Suge Knight's going to jail for 28 years, right? He's planning some kind of escape. Oh yeah. He's definitely going to try and escape immediately. Yes. And <laughs> might succeed because he's pretty connected, you know, he's, I assume he's extremely connected in the, in the law enforcement community on many, on many different, on both good and bad on many different levels. Yeah. I assume he's paid a lot of people through the years and he has a lot of shit. I assume he has a lot of shit on a lot of important people. Um, he, he reminds me kind of like a Ray Donovan type character who's just been around the underbelly of Hollywood for like 30 years now. And he probably has a lot of shit on a, a lot of people owe him a lot of favors, I would guess. Yeah. And he has no conscious and no. he, um, 
I mean, just imagine him as a cellmate. He's a frightening guy. He's <laughs> he's scary. He's scary looking, and he does scary things. You think a guy with like twelve bullet holes in his body? He was like, with smoking the smoking the scar with the big giant muscles. It's scary. Would be a scary. I movie. always wondered why he never rapped because. Just to throw down a couple verses, yeah. you didn't have to be like a lyrical expert or anything. No, for the gangster rap? Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, uh, maybe he never did that on any tracks? Interesting. They talked about him a lot in all the music, and everyone hate, everyone, all the guys hate him now. All his former clients hate him now. Now that he's buying bars, and they feel, I guess they feel safe. There's just one particular fake blood I don't like, which is Suge Knight, which y'all know he ain't no real with no way. You know, that's the only one I got a problem with. The rest of them I'm cool with, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know... Some personal shit when I talk about him. I think Dre talks. They all talk shit about him now because he was just a heinous dude. Yeah, still, it's maybe not a great idea because <laughs> he's gonna get out at some point. I mean, is so he's what fifty? He's in his er, like early to mid fifties. But here, here's a crazy question: like, he, his lawyers pro- put out a twenty. They put out a twenty-eight year plea deal. He was facing a life in prison, but they put out a twenty-eight year deal that the district attorney agreed upon. How much? Like, why would you take a 28 year plea deal <laughs> like you're 50 some odd years old so you're basically looking at being there until you're 80 i guess you can get out with good behavior in 14 or 15 years still but like why would you take why would you put out a plea deal that's that long i don't i didn't quite understand that i mean other than the fact that he was clearly gonna be found guilty yeah i don't i don't know either i mean maybe like you said with good behavior which is just such an <laughs> yes <laughs> implausible <laughs> circumstance that Suge Knight uh, turns his act around in prison and oh he'll be teaching Bible <coughs> class don't he'll be teaching Bible class uh so yeah I don't can you because you can do less th- than that in state pr- for state crimes yeah federal so. crimes you can't but for state and they're letting by the way the California is letting everybody out for minor that are in minor and for minor crimes this would not count for that so maybe uh, thinking like you know because of prison overcrowding but they don't let the murderers out well, maybe he thinks he'll be in like a different prison like a different wing that's easier to escape oh uh, you as part of the plea deal maybe oh to escape from i thought you meant for <laughs> easier life oh that too but you guys got the floor you think like a movie is with the floor plans of all the various prisons <laughs> he's like can figure out which ones are the easiest I think he to, knows to tunnel to tunnel through a lot of stuff about this i think he must have done this for some good reason he also pleaded no contest which Yes, I don't understand why we have that. No, I don't understand it either. It just means you're guilty. It means you're guilty, but there's no guilt charge on your record. But you still go to jail for 28 years. I was thinking about that. Uh, who was the guy? The little short Sinaloa the drug cartel guy from Mexico. El Chapo. El Chapo. When he escaped from from prison, <laughs> and they built that like mile long underground tunnel from somebody's house to the prison. Yeah. Underground, and then of course he paid off all the guards to look the other way as he like clumsily climbed down the shower the <laughs> drain in the shower to this mile long thing with like a coal miner cart and everything that's how i see shug knight going by the way they're gonna build something out like from some guy's house uh, underground like a tunnel underground and take him out but he's really enormous yeah it's he, him escaping just logistically poses a lot of problems yes and and i mean imagine if he got out you know i mean you got to look for the 400 pounds yeah you can't hide six five the uh, diabetic the diabetic murderer <laughs> like just with the cigar with the cigar in his mouth and the shaved head yeah i don't i don't know i have to go to a for have to go to a foreign country although you know cosby didn't escape you all thought cosby was going to escape before his 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 due date i don't understand why he didn't though i because i don't think he wants to serve his time like oh you got me i'm wrong Cosby? Why, why didn't he just fly? Well, do, do remember in the first trial, it was a mistrial. They didn't find him guilty. 
So maybe he thought he was going to get off again. I mean, it, it's possible he thought it was going to be a second mistrial and they just give up. So, I mean, the evidence was somewhat weak in the Cosby case. Right. For n- Not that he's not a scumbag, but the evidence for the crime that they charged was fairly weak, so much so that the first jury didn't convict him. Um, I mean, obviously, there was a lot of uh, emotional evidence against him. But in terms of, like, ju- jury instructions from the judge about how to find guilty for that crime, it was pretty weak. So maybe he thought he was going to get off and... They weren't going to cuff him and put him in prison right away after. Yeah, I mean, I think he's also a total sociopath. So I think that attitude is like nothing can happen to me. Yes. You know, like I, there's no way I could be found guilty. Yes. I'm so awesome. Also, maybe Camille <laughs> convinced him not to go so she could just be finally rid of him. Because <laughs> she's probably thinking he's like, look, we'll escape to Belize together and live out our li- the rest of our days together on the run. She's like, e- 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 no. <laughs> like, no. Yeah, like, I'll just have the house to myself. Yeah, I think I'll just have the Greenwich Mansion and to all myself. The money. Yeah, I think I'll have the Greenwich Mansion myself and just hang out with my lady friends for the for while you're in jail for the next 10 years. That sounds like a much better plan where I don't move and I get the house and all this shit, and I only have to send you a letter like once every six months. <laughs> Uh, all right, Matt. Uh, I want to talk about Eva Mendez, uh, who I had to school you on who she was. I guess you're not of the right age. She was on. She was in the early 2000s. She was the hot Latina in every single movie and TV show. Um, she was just incredibly hot and steamy Latina, sultry Latina, uh, in her 20s. She's still a good-looking lady, but she's in her 40s now, and she's a couple kids into it. Um, but she's the latest. She is the latest celebrity mom. To go on this, like, take the high ground of, like, so how do you position yourself for to be a noble person when you're, a, when you're married to Ryan Gosling and you're supremely wealthy and you're really not working a real job? How do you frame yourself as a hero in these day, this day and age? You talk about being a working mom. That's, that's a new thing. Uh, Justin Timberlake's wife did that last year for all these blog posts. Remember how she had to eat her organic sausage, uh, s- uh, sausages in the, in the shower because she was so busy? Yes, <laughs> that you? was uh, not well thought out <laughs> no. on her part. <laughs> like my Whole Foods vegan sausages have to be brought to me in the shower. Cause I'm, I'm too. Like first of all, if you even if you did have kids, what like ac- what hot actress is so busy that she can't have a proper breakfast? Like, like that's not a believable story. Even if you're just a single, even if you're just Halle Berry or you're a single lady, there's no believability that your 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 job is so much pressure that you can't have a proper breakfast. It's hardly even believable if you're like a poor single mom. Yes, because I mean, yeah, you could carry sausages into the shower. Yes, but wouldn't that just be pose a whole nother set of problems for you? Wouldn't it be easier to uh, just sit down for a minute and eat them? Well, Jessica Biel also had her uh, assistant take her photo while she was asleep in the car. And then she captioned it like the tough life of a working mom. Like I have to get my Z's. I have to get my Z's in between. I'm racing to what? Like what? A modeling shoot? Like a pickup shot, for like for a, to your trailer for a pickup shot, <laughs> like, like, and how much, how much? I mean, taking care of kids is hard work. Uh, I think she had, she had, she had one kid. I think even Mendes has two. But how much of that work are you really doing? Like, you know, that gets the most angry about this is actual working mo- working moms, <laughs> because like there's this there's this inclination to say like, oh, and everyone does like, bravo, Eva, you're really managing those kids with just a staff of five Guatemalan nannies. A British, a British tutor, and God knows, and God knows what else, uh, for your job of occasionally shooting a part in a movie, and going to charity of <laughs> charity events. Yeah, no one ever asked the obvious question like, "Do you have a nanny?" Yes. Um, 
Because or how many nannies do you have? Yeah, it seems pretty common, right? Who was that? Who was the actress who was going to warn her her Hispanic staff about the uh, ice being in the area? Yeah, it sounds familiar. Remember that was a, that was a few weeks ago. I already forgot. I already forgot who it was. But she she went on social media to warn everybody in her area to drive home their domestic staff on their own so they wouldn't be picked up by <laughs> they wouldn't be picked up by ice. That, I mean, that's just lunacy. <laughs> yes, like well, I mean. If you're not super rich and super privileged, it might make sense to, uh, if you felt that way, to alert illegal immigrants that ICE was coming. But to drive home your gardener and your nanny and your housekeeper and your and your cook, like in your Range Rover, so they won't be picked up by ICE. It's such a. I, I don't think people in this. I don't think people like Eva Mendez or Jessica Biel or some just understand how they come off. That there's no way. I mean, once you're, first of all, you're beautiful. Once you're rich and successful and you're pretty and you got all this shit, there's really almost nothing you can complain about where people are going to join in, join in your sympathy. Yeah. And you're also picking something that's very ubiquitous to complain about. Yes. Because, you know, obviously most <coughs> women at a certain age have have children. So it's like you're complaining about something that they know all too well. Um, you, you know, I mean, it's. It, just be like me complaining about um you know not being able to find access to healthy food or something <laughs> yes like just be like you don't how expensive healthy food is yeah. how much whole foods how much whole food charges that it's is like tough. you don't have that much responsibility now you know it's a, it's a it's a play it's a it's a play and i was we're going to talk about uh, kavanaugh later but i was thinking about this even in the in the sexual assault kavanaugh in the ford case they were t- they were all country club kids right so they were like, you know, like she was like, I was at the country club swimming and then I went to this party and I got s- assaulted. And and whether or not that happened or not, I was just thinking like, I wonder how many women like are going like, because yeah, women are very hard on each other. I wonder how many women are thinking like, oh, rich white girl from the country club going to like, you know, parties in the mansion, whatever it is. You know, I wonder how many women like just think like, not that she got what she deserved if she was assaulted, but like, that's just not my, I don't care as much because that's not the world I, I travel. That's not the world. I, I just assume country club girls are doing drugs and getting loaded and getting assaulted by stupid goofy guys i don't know i haven't heard that but there is i'm throwing it out there i started starting that <laughs> started that well you gotta admit when you hear like anything like rich happens to rich white kids essentially you think about it less seriously like even if it's like a, you know if like they're if like four kids like die from at some rich school die from cocaine overdose or something like that your first thought is oh dumb rich fucker dumb rich fuckers yeah, anything aggressively white like that. And privileged. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, the Connecticut, <coughs> um, you know, partying. Yes. No one has a job. That guy's <laughs> face is just. <laughs> I want to hold off on the Kavanaugh hate for a penny. For a penny. Oh. a bunch segment. But even when the guy, like, even when the guy from the Florida Marlins, the pitcher died, la- uh, it was the last season, I think. He was on his, he was drunk on his, like, $120,000, $140,000 speedboat. And then when that guy dies, it was like, oh, that's horrible. But eh, drunk, rich guy on a boat. Like, really? Like, okay. He smashed. The, he literally smashed into rocks. Like a drunk guy with like his buddies going way too fast on his fucking sweet boat crashes the rocks. Eh, I can't feel that. You can't feel that bad. Yeah. Like, like versus a guy like in his in his junky Corolla going to his like shitty job. Killed in a traffic accident. You kind of go, oh, man, that sucks for him. Well, that's why I always want to know when you read the obituaries in the paper. Because, you know, being from a small town, I'll, I'll 
you know, someone will send them to me. And it never says how the guy died. And I'm like, that's really the only thing I you care, care about? about. Yeah. I imagine, by the way, uh, being from a small town, uh, that they, people pass around their obituaries. Like, that's just a thing, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> everyone knows everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'll usually recognize someone in there every week or so. Um, like my mom and my grandma used to like read the obituaries in the in the big city in the big city paper, um, only because I don't for some reason old people like to read <laughs> they read the obituaries, um, and occasionally they would know somebody in there and they would circle it or something, but not like you know there'd be ten obituaries they would maybe know one person a month. Yeah. As an old person, that's really the last thing I'd <laughs> want to be reading. <laughs> now, the town I was from, they actually, they do a very salacious job of um, the crime report. Yes. The crime blotter. I love those in small town papers. And they really, it, it's egregiously distasteful. Yes. Um, they they go into a lot of detail. So, you know, I'll, I'll always know someone in there. And, and it's, I think it's the only thing supporting the whole crappy paper. And it's always minor crime, right? It's always some minor thing. Yeah, or a DUI. Yeah, yeah, or someone got arrested for shoplifting or some, some ri- public public uh, disturbance. It's often public disturbance. Yeah, it's uh, drug, drug. By the way, you're saying that you old people shouldn't be reading the obituary. Um, I think of old people reading the obituary as like uh, high school kids reading college brochures. It's <laughs> 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 just like looking around, just looking around at what what your future might what your what your future might hold. All right, that's it. Uh, I I think that's it for us. We can't really talk about working moms since we're not ladies and. Don't you know, Matt, as, since we're not women, we're not allowed to talk about any of this or have any expertise in this, <laughs> in this area. Um, I, I, was, I was informed many times the last few days, as a person who's never been sexually assaulted, I cannot comment on sexual assault cases. Uh, I mean, I can comment on anything I feel like. I That's well, the way I feel. Well, I would say that, let's say someone has been sexually assaulted, I'd probably give them a little more deference in their opinions on other sexual assault cases since they've been there, just like we talked about Color, pl- color commentators in football having played football, but I don't think I would think someone who studied the sport for 30 years would also have something to say about it. Uh, well, it's like saying you can't talk about like Black Lives Matter if you're not black. That people say that all the time. Yeah, well, that's it's ignorant. <coughs> it's a it's a, I don't like I don't like all this like tr- the, um, uh, the identity politics politics thing. I think is a little overblown in terms of a charge, but it has become this. Uh, uh, it's a college it's a college campus thing that's kind of spread wider, which is that. Depend- you have to be from a group. Uh, unless you're from that group, you cannot speak to that group. And especially if you're, I mean, I think that mostly means if you're white, you can't talk to anything else. Um, and if people keep talking shit about old white men, by the way, which I'm fast becoming, I'm really just going to keep getting more and more pissed because, yeah, I mean, it is still the dominant number one demographic, well, women are in the, in the country. So really lumping, it's not like you're saying like all like Samoans I've met in the U.S. are kind of this way. You probably only met one or two Samoans. Right. But to say all white males are one way or another is really, off- is really offensive. There's, there's, there's 80 million of us. It's not like there's like a couple thousand of us living outside of Fresno, and you can kind of like talk about us like we're, we're a, a solidarity group. Um, it's, a little, it's a little ridiculous to lump in uh, uh, Alabama and Southern whites with the Portland, Oregon cafe barista owners. And it just doesn't make any sense. Fuck you. Yeah, white. and you need normal white people Otherwise, you're just going to have the frightening ones. Yes. So, you know, if you if you want to lump all white people together, that's it's probably not going to work out very well. Also, right for there. the for the record, the, the this uh, idealistic or romantic notion that minorities somehow are not racist is one of the dumbest, least supported idea I've ever heard in my life, because 
every time I've ever been, mostly in, in, in groups or environments where it's a minority presence, I hear more racist shit than I've ever heard in my entire life. Like openly yeah. racist and sexist and homophobic shit that I've ever heard in my entire life. They find other minorities that white people can't even tell the difference between. Yes. And then, uh, you know, drive a deep wedge. It, it's well, I mean, in, in L.A., for instance, like uh, uh, black and brown, like blacks and, and Latinos are at odds. People don't really know that because they always talk about the people of color. But like during during the right, like during the Rodney King riots, it was black versus brown and then also koreans who they all they all they all hate because yeah, they, they operate all the, mad at the koreans because they all hate the koreans because they operate the liquor stores that by the way obviously we all frequent so i don't understand how you get mad at the liquor store owner like damn you for running the liquor store what, hey what's a six-pack going for now <laughs> like again like who destroys a liquor store as a sign of oppression like you don't have to go in there and by the way when we all go in there we all want to be there so i never quite understood that like uh the koreans are bringing the liquor into the community that we all love like let's i mean i guess the idea was th- they monopolized it or something no i think it was just a sign of like a non-black person running a drug out you know an, an alcohol outlet in a in a bad part of town where i see the rates of liquor purchase are much higher than perhaps other places so yeah it is like you know it is sort of like the drug dealer making his face known and of course and not being from your community and seen as an outsider but by the yeah. same token, liquor is awesome, and like <laughs> we all well, also, <laughs> I mean, love it. So. I'm getting all my information from you know black gangster movies of yes. the '90s, yes. but the Koreans were very judgmental. Yes, of course. I don't know if that's true or not. No, well, th- I think that I think they had their immigrant families, and immigrant families tend to be very uh, uh, circumspect about who they're who they're uh, you know also racist. By the way, huge Asians are also huge racist. I think if Japanese have to go or Chinese have to go, it's the top racist in the world. There's actually reports on this, like international studies, of like who hates not other non-group more than other places, right. and the Asian countries all come out on top. India, as a for instance, comes out very near the top of being racist hmm. uh, for non-Indian for non-Indian born pe- native-born people. Um, it's just that we don't, you know, because we all we're in the West and we all hate white people ourselves as all the self-loathing. We don't understand that, like in Japan, they fucking hate white people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They also hate black people, too. And Chinese people. And Chinese people. And the Koreans hate the Japanese. With a l- I mean, going back thousands of years, not like recent shit. They, you know, the, the Japanese uh, actually during the war uh, went and kidnapped all the Korean women to be prostitutes because they, they didn't want to have Japanese women being prostitutes. So that was seen as, as demeaning to the Japanese women. But also because of this long standing, long understanding for years that Korean women were good in bed. Where it would sexually satisfy men better than better than any other Asian country, <laughs> so they actually went and like stole Korean women to be uh, service their service their troops. I do think that's phasing out. I mean, just from the Japanese, the Asian young a- Asian people I've met, I I feel like yeah, that's it's a, a new lot wor- less uh, of yeah. a thing now. Than well, it's a new world. I mean, now with social media and the internet, they're all more interconnected. I'm sure they're all playing i'm going to just say pokemon <laughs> or <laughs> some vaguely asian game i'm sure they're all playing with each other so it's, it's changed quite a bit <laughs> matt uh, for, uh our final question for panties and bunch today uh the Handma- have you ever seen an episode of the handmaid's tale i feel like i'm i've owned the burden in this group of Having watched every episode of The Handmaid's Tale. No, I, I've meant to watch it, and frankly, I just haven't got why? around to it. Why? Why would you watch I don't understand. I mean, I know why I watch it. <laughs> why, would you, why would you watch it? Unless a girlfriend made you watch it, why would you watch it? Um, I think 
I had agreed to watch one episode so that I would, because it's all you talk about. Yes. So then I would have some frame of reference. But you didn't do that? No. That's okay. And you obviously didn't read the underlying novel by Margaret, Margaret Atwood, the Canadian feminist uh, uh, male hater. Um, so the show, in, in for those who haven't seen it, is about a future, near future theocracy where basically Ted Cruz has taken over the country in a, in a, in a right-wing theo- theocratical coup um, and installed like male chieftains, religious chieftains, and the women uh, who are not of that sect are all put into either work slave camps, uh, killed, I guess, turned into servants, and uh, because uh, children are no longer being born in the country, it's very rare for the women all become infertile for some reason, and the theocrats blame it on God for the people being wicked. Uh, the women who were wicked before, who were deemed to be sluts, uh, if they're fertile, are put into service as handmaids, meaning they become the baby makers in the society. <laughs> so they are uniformly and roundly raped and demeaned and horribly treated, except when they're pregnant. They get, uh, they get nice things when they're pregnant. <laughs> and then their babies are taken away from them as soon as they're uh, uh, born so they can heal and be raped again. So this is based on, like, the United States? <laughs> yes. It's based on the theocracy about to take over the United States. Uh, and then, of course, all the theocrats are all hypocrites who are all sleeping with uh, other prostitutes and, and, and have small, we- small weenies and uh, are, are submiss- secretly submissive uh, bottoms. <laughs> just Sounds really forced. I mean, yes. I don't... Not far from the truth, but it's kind of, kind of forced. Is it entertaining? Uh, no. I mean, it's entertaining in the sense that, like, so every, like, half the shows on TV now or movies are a dystopian future. Um, it, it's always, like, you know, in the, dis- in the future when this has happened, and it's always some dystopian future. For some reason, that, that concept attracts a lot of people because you can create any universe you want without having to change the sets. You can still use real-world sets because it's only supposed to be, like, 10 or 15 years in the future. Yeah. So you don't have to, like, create a, a CGI universe. You can just film it outside of Boston somewhere which is where the show films. Um, but it, it, it appeals to women because it's like every white, privileged woman's, feminist woman's like uh, fantasy, if you will, that this is the world they live in only to a slightly heightened degree, that they're demeaned, they're essentially rape, all sex is rape, they're used to make babies, they're kept down, these religious, white, religious, old white men are taking away their rights and privileges well, it um, kind of makes sense. I mean, <coughs> there's a germ of an idea in it. When you do like a science fiction movie or, or TV show, <coughs> you know, it's usually like government overreach. Yeah, or, the black uh, helicopters. And that that seems to like I, I identify with that. Yes, yes, but, you do. Um, so you're not you're not in the future. You're not raped, by the way, but you will be killed in this. But thing. what is this based? On? So I know the Republican Party's anti-abortion. It's based on a novel. That's all. So Margaret Atwood, who was a Canadian feminist writer, wrote this book uh, actually in the same summer that uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh was uh, raping women across Chevy Chase, Maryland. Um, and she hated two things, men and the United States. And so she created this horrible, like, uh, uh, patriarchal theocracy that oppressed women into, into, birth, into birthing. Uh, and, of course, it takes place in the United States. And what's the, what is the only friendly nation, the only escape they have? Canada. Canada is, is in their story is an enlightened it, a progressive community where if the women are lucky, they can escape across the border through guards to get to Canada where they are given blankets and shelter and dignity and jobs. It's like it's just like it's a little self It's a little self-serving. But good science fiction like Mad Max <coughs> or something. It's like 
It's usually a simple thing. Yes. It's like there's no more gas. So yes. like you what start thinking happen? like, wow, what would happen if there was no more gas? Yes. And, uh, you know, it's usually based on a, a somewhat plausible. It's usually outlandish. Yes. But you could see, you know, for entertainment sake, how it would get to that point. Whereas this, it doesn't seem possible or like based on any kind of. Well, if you were the weird, the weird thing to me is like, say you're raised, say you're like a trans leaning or gay leaning or just a progressive woman, say in Alabama and somehow you couldn't leave Alabama. It'd probably feel very repressive to you. Right. You would probably feel like like, you know, you were in a shitty place where all your you had few rights. Nobody was like you. You couldn't be yourself. All this. It was very it could be very repressive. Right. I don't know. I mean, I mean, not like not like to this level, but I mean, in terms of like you meet you meet some assholes, but you also probably know a lot of people that think the same thing as you. But, but I mean, it would be like people would harass you at abortion clinics, let's say, for instance. Yeah. You, you have to see the the creepy billboards. Yeah. That's like one thing that lets you know, like, <clears throat> I'm not like surrounded by people who believe the same things as me. But so I would I would find if like a woman in that environment wrote a story, I'd be interested to read it, like how. You know, say a, a super progressive woman who was forced for some reason to live in this church community in Alabama saw the world. I might be interested in that. But the people who create the shows are all Los Angeles and New York. And they have more, these women have more liberties than probably any woman in the history of the world ever could. Uh, 50 years ago, women couldn't imagine the amount of uh, freedom, independence, choice, and everything else that the women in these worlds have. And they're still writing this as like the oppression porn. Like, this could happen at any moment. Like, where? In Brentwood? Like, <laughs> the, theocracy is, the theocracy is marching up from Santa Monica to, to, to enslave you and, and force you into making babies and being, being household servants? Yeah. And, and I mean, j- again, like, the, the cause of, of female empowerment is mostly advancing. You know, there's always going to be that abortion thing. And so, obviously, that's, that's, that's going to tie in. Yes. But... I don't know. I mean, the, they've been trying to defund Planned Parenthood and get rid of abortion clinics since, I don't know. Since what, before you were born. 60s, 70s. Yeah. Um, and and, they, and every, every Republican president has said he's going to since then, and they never do. Um, and even now that the Republicans have the House and the Senate and the presidency, they just refunded. They just funded again Planned Parenthood. They just funded Planned Parenthood again. I mean, I do think there's some conspiracy to try and do something with Roe versus Wade. Sure, of course there is. But I don't know. It's like how is this affecting your lives? No, and not at so all. So it's it's is it like you don't have any actual problems? So Well, it's like the gender uh, right Jennifer Lawrence talking about the gender uh, the gender pay gap when she's getting 17 million and her co-star is getting 18 million. <laughs> like it's just it's not a it's not a real it's not a real thing. I mean, it is a real thing for always for the people at the bottom. It's always a real discrimination adversely affects people at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder rather dramatically in cases. But it doesn't really affect people at the top of the ladder. It doesn't affect the people who create the TV shows and are running studios or uh, working, you know, run Showtime or Netflix. Those people aren't affected by that stuff. They, they, no. feel it, they feel it deeply emotionally, but as a practical sense, is there any woman in Hollywood who's being like now, like can't get a job or is being discriminated against or is, you know, anything. I mean, some might still have to hear a dick joke a couple times a year and then take offense at it. But, you know, now it's now we're at the level where it's like stuff that guys wouldn't even think about before that the people are offended by. The, the things are offended by is the, the, the subtlety of it is so ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, why not just set it back in like 
ancient Egypt yes. or something when yes. this kind of thing was more or less happening uh, and at, they used at some they, parts of the world. They used to do that, by the way. And then, do you, if you remember uh, the Beauty and the Beast, uh, the one with uh, uh, the Harry Potter girl that came out last year, when they decided to, it s- takes place in 18, uh, 1730s France, and they decided to update it. Remember, she is an empowered village daughter now, and she invents the washing machine, right. and she tells her father what's what, and she wants to be educated, and stuff that never would have happened. And so I think the alternative to the fact that they couldn't really show how women were repressed back then is to just set it in the current day and just create this sort of oppression porn. I call it oppression porn because I just can't imagine women, feminists not flicking their beans and just looking at this going like, oh my God, this is, this is happening to us right now. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> Which is insane because yeah. even, even like hardcore fascists in America don't want to even do that. No. They don't want to enslave women and rape them all the time. No. I mean, obviously, there's a club somewhere. Yes, I hope I, I'm, I'm, I keep looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> best club, best club, better than my LA Fitness. Best club, best club ever. Now, there's no, there's not a semblance. There's no of, threat. There's not a semblance of political power from people that are looking to uh, uh, to enslave women. That's just not. It's just not. A, it's just not a thing. <laughs> Our pennies of the bunch statement available only to our Patreon subscribers. You have to kick in a whole dollar. I'll probably go 99 cents. I might lower it to 99 cents. I like how people like the, the gas stations. It's always 99 cents. I always I, fall for it. Yeah. So I always wonder like the 99 cent store just does really well. But if it was called the dollar store, would it just sink? Would it just like it would just go out of business? <laughs> like I don't know. They have both. There's a dollar store, right? But, you know, when you're working with those kind of margins, yes. you might need that extra penny. I wonder if, like, I would like to see on the one corner a 99 cent store and the other corner a dollar store and just, like, watch all the traffic go to the 99 cent store and, like, the other people go, like, I just can't. I can't afford the dollar store. Dude. It's just too much. I heard they got the same thing across the street for 99 cents. I'm going, I'm going there. Um, uh, so go to pennies. Go to patreon.com forward slash last minute to become a patron of the show. And uh, you can hear our special pennies at a bunch segment. Uh, Matt, you have something to wish to pimp and promote on the show. You're feeling better. Yes. You've made a good recovery since the beginning of the show. Since the beginning of the show. Yes. Thank you. Sure. Um, you know those uh, uh, two ninety nine, two dollar ninety nine cent all you can eat sushi buffets are generally not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one area you don't want to try and save money on is raw raw seafood. Yeah. No. Definitely spend the money there. Yeah. Like a, a ninety nine cent Junior Whopper probably won't kill you. But like the, the octopus from the from the from the cheap place, it might might just get you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on Twitter at Matthew Ralston, I've I've been lazy recently, so I don't really have much to. What about your, your so you've been teasing your secret announcement? Yeah, well, it keeps. Were, on. You, were you raped by Brett Kavanaugh in high school? <laughs> <laughs> high school, that would be great. Uh, by the way, for the record, I was thinking about this last night. Remember how fast how how fast quickly it went away? The fact that Usher had both an obese woman and a guy. Suing him for giving him giving him herpes, <laughs> giving them herpes. Yeah, that okay. was one year ago. Yeah, whatever happened with that? I don't know, but they w- they went away fast. So I'm assuming, uh, and it was Gloria Allred. So I'm assuming somebody got paid. But uh, it was just it had they walked out like the clients who were suing him for herpes, and there was a bunch, a couple people, but one was a, a clearly vastly morbidly obese woman, and one was a dude, and I thought that was the best story ever. <laughs> And then it went away really fast. It went away really fast. Tiny little guys, you know, they get away with a lot. 
Yeah, well, not when they're not using condoms and they got her <laughs> they got herpes and they're rich. So I'm assuming those uh, the the the, the, fa- the heavy set chick and the dude. And by the way, no one even mentioned the dude. Like they just pretended like, oh, it's kind of normal that it's like women and a guy. Like <laughs> nobody even brought that up. Like, hmm, how would you give another guy herpes? I, I wonder. I <laughs> must have been like what? Like injected him and spit on him? No, 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 it wasn't that. All right, this is Lex. Last man. I like to stick my penis in sleeping girls' vaginas and come inside their buttholes. If they're lesbians, I don't give a shit. It's nothing that some moods can fix. I'm in deep shit because of my dick. When you're sleeping, you better watch out. Or my God. There you go. There's a new